0: We welcome you to the ADHD Smarter Parenting podcast here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach Siope Kinikini. Hello everyone. Welcome. My name is Siope. I am one of the hosts here at the ADHD Smarter Parenting podcast. Thank you for joining me today. We are going to be talking about the importance of role-playing. Now I have always talked about role-playing as being an integral part of how you can help your child really understand and use skills that we are teaching you here on the Smarter Parenting Podcast. It's the most effective teaching tool. And I am surprised at how many people or parents call me and tell me that, hey, I am using the skills, but role-playing is something that's difficult for me to do. And I'm not really, you know, sure about it. And my kid just kind of rolls his eyes when we are suggesting that we do role-playing. I understand that it is very Different to say, hey, let's just practice this. It's not real. We're just pretending. And a lot of parents may struggle actually doing it. However, I need to stress the importance of role playing when you are working with your children, specifically with children who struggle with ADHD. And there is a study that supports this stance that was released in October of 2022. Now, the study was published in Neuroimage Clinical. And they used state-of-the-art neuroimaging techniques to determine what brain changes may cause childhood ADHD to go into remission. So very fascinating stuff. The study was done over 16 years. And what they did is they took 55 individuals with an ADHD diagnosis from the ages of 6 to 18 And they were examined four times over the 16 years doing neuroimaging. What they found is that there was an increase in performance and the ability of children to overcome the symptoms of hyperactivity and inattentiveness that resulted from an increased white matter density in the brain region, known as the left corticospinal tract. Now, what that means is that their brain was changing throughout that 16-year period, and those that exhibited more white matter tended to overcome the issues of hyperactivity and inattentiveness. It's fascinating that they were able to do this over such a long period of time. Now, this study is not perfect, and I will admit that there are some things that happen. For example, of the 55 individuals, Some of them were not able to be tested the entire time, so we had that issue. And there are other issues with this study as well. However, what it does is it opens the opportunity to examine this further and to figure out exactly in what ways we can help children who struggle with ADHD, specifically with hyperactivity and inattentiveness, to overcome those issues as they become adults. Now, again, the improvement in white matter, what they found is that those brain changes are assumed to be the result from experience. For example, if an individual becomes blind and then learns to read Braille, the brain will change in response to this new skill. In addition, areas of the brain once responsible for processing sight may take up other jobs to help the blind navigate the world. So these findings of this study indicate that as the brain of those with ADHD mature, some individuals may engage in strategies that compensate for those symptoms. Now, these repetitive behaviors may be the result in the brain changes seen in those who went into remission. Now, that is a fascinating perspective because, as I had mentioned before, there are a lot of parents that struggle with the issue of role-playing with their children, but they found that if you can role-play, provide experiences, they're the result of experiences, the child actually has more capacity to function and engage in the world in the way that you are structuring it for them when you are role-playing with them. Now, for children with ADHD, this research implies that remission may be possible if strategies help compensate for the deficits. And again, this is another focus into role-playing. When we role-play a skill with a child, what we are doing is we're engaging them in a behavior that we want them to continue. We're actually having them practice that behavior in a way providing them the experience. Now, I always tell parents, you need to practice at least three times. And the reason for this with ADHD and with any children, really, is that by doing it repetitively over and over, you're creating stronger connections in their brain to the experience they're having while role-playing. Now, we had talked about this before that your brain is such a fascinating instrument in that your brain many times can experience things in a deeper degree just by doing something or by hearing something. Think about it when you go to a movie and you are watching the movie and you feel like you're really in the movie, you're part of the movie. Your brain knows that you are watching an image on a screen that is projected with light, that these people on the screen are not connected to you. And yet, you feel connected to them emotionally. And that's your brain allowing you to experience what is happening on the screen as though you were part of the action. It's very fascinating when you think of what the brain can do. Now, when parents practice skills with their children and role play, there is a power in that because that really does help the child connect the behavior, your expectations, what they need to do, All of those things come into play in the role play. Now, back to what I had mentioned before, I have met with many parents who learn the skills, they learn the steps. However, when it comes to practicing it, to role playing it with their child, they struggle. They really struggle with it. They just feel like it's hokey, it's weird. They feel like their children don't really get into it. They can't get into it because it doesn't seem like it's real. I am telling you, the changes come through the role-play. You have to role-play things with children in order for them to understand it. And they begin to experience it. Think of the word experience when you're role-playing. They are able to visually see you do it. They are able to absorb it visually. They are able to hear it. They are able to just have this ability to have this experience in what they should do instead of what they have done. So if I'm going to tell a parent anything, it's great to learn all the steps. That's wonderful. However, if you do not practice it with your child, you are just giving them information. You're not really integrating the information into changing their behavior. You have to practice it. I found it interesting that I visited a a lawyer friend of mine who is at a fairly large law firm. And we were going to lunch, and I went to his office. And as we walked around, I noticed this room that looked like a courtroom in their office. And I, I asked him, and I said, hey, so tell me about this room. Like, this isn't a courthouse. And he's like, yeah, as lawyers, if we have a big case, we practice. We'll bring in people to act as a jury, and we will present our cases, and we practice in here. And I thought, that is exactly what I'm telling parents to do, is practice. You need to practice. You need to role play. Lawyers in big firms do this for large cases. They practice. And if you think of the capacity of a lawyer, I mean, they've gone to law school, they've passed the bar, there's a lot going on there, and yet they still practice what they're going to do in the courtroom before they actually get into the courtroom. Now, the role-playing is exactly the same. You are teaching your child skills, and you're preparing them for the moment that they need to use the skills. However, they need to practice, so you practice all the time. Now, recommendations for role-playing and practicing with your children, the skills that we are teaching you here on the Smarter Parenting Podcast. Here are the rules. You need to do it multiple times. You need to do it throughout the day so your child has the experience of doing it in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the evening. You want to make it really a part of your daily routine to practice things. The other part is it does not need to be something where you sit down with your child at the table and you're just going over the verbal parts of it. You need to get up and move around. You can do it in the car if you need to while you're taking kids to, you know, soccer or to school. You can practice while you are sitting, waiting for a doctor's appointment. You can role-play something. Role-play wherever you want to. You can. It's not you just sit down and we're going to be on the couch and this is a very formal thing. In fact, you want to make it something that's just natural. And you say, okay, we're going to practice this. I just want to be sure that you know what I expect from you and what you should do when this happens. You want to practice it. Now, the other recommendation is that You as a parent need to demonstrate exactly what you expect first so your child has the experience of seeing what you want them to do, and then they can mimic it. They can copy it. You need to model it first as a parent. So always, always, always model what you want your child to do in a role play first and then have your child do it. Now, the other part is have fun with it. You can really overreact, you can act like your child does, do the exact same behaviors they do, and have them see it from that angle of, wow, this is how I behave. Maybe I didn't realize I behave that way. Okay, so you can, you can have fun with it, but always return back to the way that you want your child to behave through a role-play interaction. Role-playing is such a fascinating aspect of helping children learn new skills And it's absolutely essential to have them learn it and integrate it into their regular life and into their regular being. So the study is actually a beginning of our ability to understand how can children overcome ADHD, how they can work through their hyperactiveness and inattentiveness. And it's really through experience that they can start to hone in some additional skills in order to help them become more successful. I am very excited about this new finding, this new study that is available. It's really fascinating. Let me give you the name of the study if you're interested in reading it. It's called The Longitudinal Changes of ADHD Symptoms in Association with White Matter Microstructure. A specific pixel-based analysis. And it's done by Christine G. Demotic. So you can look that up if you would like. It's from the published magazine. It's from the, um, it is taken from NeuroImage Clinical. It's volume 35, published in 2022. So just recently this came out. Fascinating, absolutely fascinating that this study has come out and really reinforces this idea of, hey, we can help our children who struggle with ADHD when they have hyperactivity or inattentiveness or any behavioral issues. If we give them the experience of what they need to do, how they need to act, how they need to behave, these are very specific things that parents can do in order to help their children. So really, really fantastic stuff. Now, if you are not role-playing with your children, I highly recommend that as you learn the skills, any of the skills we have on Smarter Parenting, effective communication, we have effective praise, we have decision-making, all of those skills. All the skills we have on the Smarter Parenting website, you should be role-playing them. Okay? You teach the steps, the things that you expect, and then you practice it. Practice it multiple times. Practice it wherever you can until it becomes a more natural part of their behavior. The more we practice something, the more confidence we have in it, and the more ability we have to alter and change the way our children interact with the world. All right? So role-playing, very, very essential. If you can, role-play in the area where the issues happen. So your child gets a sense of the space. So if your child throws a tantrum in the kitchen, role-play in the kitchen. That's a great place to, to role-play in order to give him a different experience in that space. But also so it's recognizable when he, it's happening. He's like, wait a minute, I've been in this space, I've had a tantrum, and we've role-played what I should do. It gives them options instead of saying, I'm just going to go into tantrum mode. All right. So role-play, 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 role-play everywhere. It is the secret sauce, I would guess, to say everything that we do. Learning something and going through the steps and talking about it is one thing, but when you bring it into the experience of the child, that's when you'll see transformation happening. All right. So that's my challenge to you this week. You need to role-play practice. Give your children the experiences that they need in order to overcome difficult experiences in the future by role-playing, by practicing it, okay? That's my challenge. So choose one thing you want to help your child correct. Go over to the Smarter Parenting website and watch the video role-playing. There's an actual video. It's about five minutes long. doesn't take very long, and it's entertaining. So watch the video. It will walk you step by step in what you need to do and how you need to do it as far as role playing goes. And you can use that. You can download materials as well on the website that will help you through this process. All right. So keep that in mind. And fascinating studies are still coming out. They are trying to understand what is happening with ADHD symptoms and improving that. This study is just the beginning. Now they're going to focus more deeply as well in order to understand and help families that have children who struggle with ADHD. Really great stuff. I, I'm so happy I can share this information because it's new information and it's information that actually is going to affect future studies on how we can help families improve. That's it for me this week. I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you again soon. All right, bye.